Welcome to the Virtual CFO Report. It's here that you'll learn tips, tools, and tactics for increasing your cash flow and improving the profitability of your small business. Basically, that means if your bank account is not reflective of the hours you pour into your business, this is the show for you. Host Brian Ludwig has been helping small business owners make deposits, be frugal but not cheap, and have a life outside of work for over 35 years. Let's get started. Take it away, Brian. Hello. Welcome to Episode 4 of the Virtual CFO Report. My name is Brian Ludwig, and today we're going to be discussing one of the benefits you have of being self-employed. As an employee, when it comes to tax deductions, you have very few of them. They don't allow you to deduct much when you just work for someone else. But when you make the decision to become self-employed, all of a sudden, this opens up a whole new world of tax deductions that you're allowed to take as part of being a small business owner. And it doesn't matter what country you're from, you typically have the ability to take these deductions. And you might say, well, what's the big deal? It's, it's a business expense. Um, if I didn't have my business, I wouldn't have these expenses. But what I want to focus on are the expenses that are part personal and part business where you can get an immediate tax savings benefit compared to just being an employee only. Now, to start off with, when it comes to deducting a business expense, most tax agencies usually have consistent rules. Usually it does have to be for a business expense purpose. It has to be usually an ordinary and necessary expense to earn income. And most important though, is you have to have the proper documentation. Without proper documentation to prove that you incurred that expense for your business, most auditors will just deny it. And it could actually get you into more trouble if you lack a lot of documentation. They could get more severe with your audit. So this is where you always want to document your expenses as you operate your business and keep them for whatever number of years you have to keep your records based on your local tax agency. So when you start off with your business, this is where there's five expenses that I want to discuss where this could give you some immediate tax savings. Now, the first one is house expenses or home office expense. If you're operating your business out of your house and it's your primary place of business, this is where you can usually write off or deduct a portion of your house expenses based on the amount of air area that you're using for your business compared to the total size of the house. And then this usually means you can deduct a portion of your utilities and house insurance, property taxes, and other general house expenses. Now, this is where you gotta make sure you follow the details. Every country might be a little bit different in what type of expenses they allow you to deduct and how to document it. But the advantage of doing this though is it saves you taxes. Like for example, if you have a house and you're paying 
$3,000 of property taxes on that house every year. Now, depending on where you're from, 3000 could be a lot or could be hardly any uh, property tax, but just focus on the numbers, $3,000. And just for simplicity's sake, I'm going to assume you're in a 50% tax bracket. Again, this will vary widely between which country or jurisdiction you're in, but I'm just going to use this to make the numbers simple. This is where if you have this $3,000 expense and you can have the ability to deduct it as a home office expense, whether it's your portion of the all your house expenses combined, that's your business portion, it's only going to cost you $3,000 to pay that expense. But if you were not a self-employed person, you were just an employee and you could not write off any of your house expenses as, as a home office expense, well, do you just need $3,000 to pay that same bill? No, not actually. You actually need 40, uh, you probably need $6,000 to earn and then pay $3,000 in taxes. That's where the 50% tax bracket comes in. And then you have $3,000 left over to pay that same expense. So the difference between a self-employed person who can deduct the equivalent of $3,000 of home office expense and a per, an employee who cannot deduct anything, you're, you're looking at a $3,000 difference in taxes. Now take it for the person who's self-employed and working out of their home, you are using up or tying up a portion of your home full-time for a business. So you are sacrificing part of your home, but it's still, it's a significant savings. So that's just the first of the five expenses that you should definitely be considering. The second expense is your car expense. Again, if you're operating a business, you likely need your car for business purpose. This is where, again, based on how often you use your car and how many kilometers or miles you put on your car, you're allowed to deduct the portion of your car expenses uh, that you can use for business. So this is where, again, you could have some significant savings in taxes because rather than paying for your car insurance and your car payments or car leases on a after-tax basis, you're paying them with before-tax dollars. And that could save you a significant amount of money. Now, in the case of car expenses, the one piece of document that you need to have is a travel log. You need to keep track of your, your mileage or that you put on to that car. So many times when I tell my tax clients that they should be tracking a, a travel log, almost all of them complain, I don't have time for that paperwork. But many of these clients, when you look at how much taxes they're saving by claiming their car, it could be literally thousands of dollars of tax savings. So to me, it's well worthwhile doing a little bit of paperwork just so that if you ever get audited, 
you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about the auditor disallowing everything because he can't prove you actually put on these miles. Like as a good example, just for myself, like 20 years ago, I used to travel extensively doing computer courses and I would be driving my vehicle to go there. So I was claiming 80,000 kilometers a year. That led to an excessive tax deduction that I could claim. Now, the first time I got audited, they definitely wanted to look at my documentation to support this massive vehicle mileage claim. So I brought out a spreadsheet. I, I put everything onto a spreadsheet. I kept track of the day, uh, where I went to, the purpose of the trip. I even used it to keep track of meals and hotel rooms. So I had all my travel expenditures on this one spreadsheet. As soon as they looked at it, and also I provided a stack of receipts of gas receipts and meal receipts, because this is where I made sure when I filled up with gas, I didn't fill up my gas in my home city. I filled up and get with gas in the towns I was visiting. Because in that way, if they ever questioned it, I have proof. Yes, I said I was in this town on this day and here's a gas receipt or a meal receipt to back it up saying I was actually there physically. This is the type of documentation you need to keep track of, especially the larger your expense claim, the more likely they'll question it and want to see this documentation. Once I showed the auditor all this information, he never asked about my vehicle claims again. So this is again, a major expense you need to keep track of your expenses. The third item is dealing with meals. Now, again, this is where you're allowed to claim meals. Now, most countries might restrict you to 50% of your meal expense, but you're still allowed to claim it as a deduction. This is where the key thing with meals, though, is you need to make sure you document who you met with and the purpose of the meeting. Don't get carried away. If you're just buying meals just for your lunch and you're just by yourself, that's not typically deductible. Uh, that's a personal expense. That's like going eating your lunch or breakfast or supper, whatever. But if you went out and met with someone, it could even be your spouse if you have a business meeting with your spouse. This is where as long as you justify it, you can claim it as an expense. Now, don't do what one of my friends did a few years ago. My One of my friends, he was an IT person, and he was working for this company as an employee. And then that company laid off all their employees and hired them back as contractors. So finally, he thought, oh, this is great. I can start writing off expenses. So this is where he was bragging about how he wrote off a couple of hundred dollar supper meal on Valentine's Day. And this is where he thought he got away with it. Well, when he got audited, the auditor looked at that Valentine's Day supper receipt and asked him, was this a business meeting? And of course he said, oh yes, they're all business meetings. And that's where the auditor kind of then started questioning, are you still married to your wife? Because I don't know about you, but in my case, if my wife caught me having a $200 supper bill with someone else besides her on Valentine's Day, 
um, I probably would be divorced by now. So it was obvious in this case, it was his wife that he took out for supper. And the auditor disallowed it on reasonable grounds that it was not a business meeting. But the problem, though, is once you get a couple of those expenses where they disallow because it was obviously not a business expense, they have a habit of start questioning in more detail your other expenses and making sure that you're not trying to do the same thing with those. Another tip, if you take the family out for supper and you try to claim it as a business expense, this is where it looks obvious on the bill when you see two main meals and three kids meals. It's obvious, unless your kids are part of the business, you're probably taking the family out for an evening supper. So again, be careful. Don't try to claim those type of expenses. Another hint, especially with meal receipts, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of meal receipts are printed on those like little um, electronic printout sheets. They have a habit of fading away over time. I remember one client where he got selected for an audit about two or three years after the fact. He got all his receipts out of his uh, box and all his meal and gas receipts, the majority of them were so faded, we couldn't even read them. Um, that kind of posed an interesting dilemma trying to deal with an auditor. So this is where you definitely need to be careful if you have a lot of those receipts. Uh, what you should maybe do is just scan them uh, at the beginning and store them electronically on your computer so that if you do need to bring them up, you have them and they're readily readable. So that's meal expenses. The fourth expense is paying yourself or paying your children and spouse wages. This is where you are allowed to hire your family members. Now they do have to work for you. You can't just hire them to do nothing. They actually do have to work for you and you should be paying them a reasonable wage based on what you would pay a third party. But as long as you can show that, you can pay them uh, a salary. And you might say, well, what's the benefit of that? Well, if you're sitting in a 50% tax bracket and your family members are in a 0% tax bracket because they don't have any income, by paying them some reasonable salaries, it gets it out of your hands at the 50% rate and into their hands at a 0% or a much lower tax rate and between the family as a whole, you'll save on tax dollars. Now, this is where by paying your family members salaries, you do need to keep in mind there's payroll taxes or social payment deductions you may need to be concerned about. But usually you're still uh, benefiting from a lower tax rate and increasing your tax savings. And finally, the fifth one I want to discuss, uh, this is one, a favorite one for my wife to always criticize me about, but it works, is uh, vacation or like uh, traveling. This is where you are allowed to deduct business travel. So if you're going to a place like uh, somewhere warm for a business conference, 
you're allowed to deduct that as a business expense, as long as it's related to your business and it's an ordinary and necessary expense. So this is where you can start claiming your air tickets, your hotels, your meals, and everything else associated with that trip. Now, this is where after 25 years, my wife has given up trying to encourage me to go on a vacation somewhere. Rather, she just now starts asking, like if she wants to go to Las Vegas, for example, she starts asking, is there a conference you can go to in Las Vegas that we can that you can attend? So she start, she started to get onto this idea that I like to plan my trips around business conferences and, and such. Now keep in mind, if it's just you, you can usually justify writing off the whole expense as long as the majority of your time is there for business. Now, if you take your family along, this is where you need to be a little bit more careful. In many cases, you can't write off the direct expenses of your family members if they're not there for any business purpose at all. They just want to come along and enjoy the site while you're doing your business. But if they are doing some type of business for you, like say, for example, you're a, a public speaker and you're putting on a presentation in Honolulu, for example, and your wife and kids are there helping out with registration and uh, taking in forms or dealing with uh, client requests. That's work uh, that you, you can justify. Um, this is where you may be able to deduct their costs of the trip as, as well. But even if it's just your cost that you can deduct, you're still better off because then again, you're getting that tax savings. So these are five of the key expenses that many self-employed people don't take or they might be too afraid of taking because they might get an audit. Well, this is where don't worry about the audit. As long as you can show it has a business purpose and that it's a typical expense that many businesses take and, and most important, you document everything so that if someone did audit you, you can provide them with all the paperwork. You have little to fear from an audit in that case. The only time you need to start worrying about an audit is if you start taking expenses that are purely personal expenses and you start claiming them as a business expense with no documentation to support it and no explanation why. That's when you get into trouble with auditors. But as long as you're following the rules, you're claiming all your necessary expenses that you're allowed to claim, you have little to worry about. So this is where, to conclude, being self-employed, yes, it can mean long hours, more grief, but one of the immediate benefits is you can start enjoying some tax savings so that you don't need to earn as much money in order to have the same lifestyle as an employee does. So this is where start looking at your expenses. Start asking yourself, are any of these expenses related to business? And if so, start keeping track of them. It's uh, always a good idea. Again, document, document, and document. Uh, that's basically your savior if you ever get audited. Make sure that you can prove everything. And if you can, 
you're you're all set. You can maximize your tax savings and start keeping more of that money in your pocket to build up your own personal and business wealth. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed these uh, tax topics. If you're interested in more information, I encourage you to download my phone app where I plan to have uh, regular tax tips uh, to help you save even more money on your taxes. You can find this information on my website at thevirtualcforeport.com. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Virtual CFO Report. If you heard something on the show today that resonated with you, we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us at virtualcforeport.com. And while you're there, be sure to download your free gift. We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And remember, work smarter, not harder.